0: Let's bring in the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Here is Dave Nonis. How was the summer, Dave?
1: It was good. It was a little too long, but it was good.
0: So you're chomping at the bit then? Yeah, I, know, I think everyone's
1: looking forward to getting going now. I think uh, obviously Fan Fest tonight it'll will be uh, will be great to kick that off. But you know, heading into London with the rookie tournaments, I think that's when we all start to feel like
0: like the season's on its way. Throughout the summer, do you work on depth charts and lineup ideas? Oh, yeah. yeah. You do it all the time, and usually most of
1: it you throw in the garbage because <laughs> things never turn out the way you think. But, yeah, it, you, you start looking at pieces and where you think guys will fit. Um, you know, We spend a fair bit of time in June uh, prior to the, the draft and free agency to, to see what we think we, we need and, and what pieces we think are attainable and, um, and go from there. What are you looking forward to the most, Dave? Is it kind of the resurgence of David Clarkson? Can he bounce back and have a good year? Some of the new guys—what uh, intrigues you the most? I think probably a little bit of of, uh, of all that. I think you know David—he's you know, he's a pretty proud guy, and he knows he didn't have the the year that he expected or that we need from him. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think he'll bounce back with a with a solid season. But you know, I think what we're looking at um, is is how the bottom six shakes out. I think there's there's uh, actually you know. We probably have nine players for uh, you know for six spots and I think training camp will, will be very competitive um, from that standpoint. we'll see which players can you know can grab jobs and then uh, I think the, the, the back end looking a little bit different uh, last year having only one right shot defenseman and having to move people into, in positions that maybe they weren't comfortable in to having at least three possibly four righties and, and that'll give uh, you know that'll give the coaching staff you know many more options going
0: into camp you mentioned uh, a lot of the focal points going into the offseason and certain uh, issues that you decided to tackle and you achieved um, what about on the opposite side of things were there any goals that you could not achieve this offseason?
1: Well, yeah, there's always, you know, you look at some bigger picture things and maybe players that are a little higher up the food chain that you, you, you think would be good fits on your team. Um, those are always the hardest pieces to, to add. Uh, you know, we didn't feel like we had to, to, to get uh, certain players, but we definitely looked at some. Um, you know, we, we wanted to improve our depth down the middle. We think we did that. You know, we have five or six centers now um, that are legitimate NHL centerman, um, and would we have maybe looked for different pieces? Yeah, I think you know, most teams would tell you that they they always look for the bigger fish, but we're happy with what we did.
0: Dave, are there some young players that need to take the next step in your organization you, that you're going to get an opportunity to make your team?
1: Yeah, you know what? As much as you, know, you guys asked earlier about about writing lineups down, you know, as much as you think there's there's guys who have jobs you know uh, as locks that's that really isn't the case and shouldn't be the case going into training camp if a, if a if a player is outplayed by a younger guy then you have to try to find a way to make room for that player and um and we've done that in the past moving one-way contracts to the minors um we have no issue doing that if there's a young player that bumps a guy out uh it, we you know I, I think if you look at um Grandberg is a is a young guy that has a chance to to step in and possibly make our team. If he doesn't, I don't think it's a disappointment. It's only a second-year pro, um, and given the summer looks like Stuart Percy's had, he he'll, it looks like he's going to try to push hard for a job. So, those young guys, I think, um, whether they're ready or not, Phil uh, McWilliam they there probably as well. Um, whether, whether they can steal a job in the back end remains to be seen, but they're going to be given a pretty good opportunity to do that.
0: With the GM of the Maple Leafs, Dave Nonis, um, looking back on it, how differently. Do you think your off-season would have been if Brendan Shanahan wasn't hired?
1: I don't think a lot different. I think we we've, we've kind of think the same way on how the team should be put together. Um, you know, I think it was again apparent from from the way uh, our season went um, that we needed some more depth, and we needed to add some, some more players that could, you know, that could play in that bottom six. But if you look at some of those players that we added, they they have some ability to play up too. And if we, you know, we were probably a little bit thin in terms of depth uh, from that standpoint. Um, so I don't think it would have been a lot different. I think we were, you know, we tackled a lot of things that we we had on our list, and and for the most part, we agreed on the direction the team should be going.
0: What are you hoping to see Randy Carlisle do differently this season?
1: Well, again, I think he's got he's got more options, and it's it's going to be up to the coaching staff to use those options. You know, there's it's not just one or two combinations that are available to them now. There's several of them, and and, and you know, playing players that deserve to play, regardless of their contractual situation, regardless of how long they've been in the league. You know, we we want to have a, a, a team where the players that deserve to play the most play the most, and and I think that that makes everybody better. Um, I th- with the with the two new assistants, uh, I think that's going to give some some different ideas and give Randy some other you know ways of thinking. I think we'll, it'll affect our special teams. Uh, I think we you know we will approach things a lot differently.
0: You've mentioned the depth that's been brought in here. Uh, last season, as we all know, that top line they were playing a a ton of minutes and they were incredibly successful in the the top four lines were kind of uneven, where you had the fourth line on many nights playing only two, three, four minutes a, a night. And it seems like the way the game is trending, uh, you need more balance throughout your lineup. Has that been emphasized to Carlisle to make sure that the third and fourth lines do get more minutes? Well,
1: first of all, I think the coach has to determine who plays and how much they play. And, you know, if you're if you're going to be micromanaging the coach, then you might as well coach the team. But I, I think if you give them the, those tools where they can play uh, the fourth line, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 minutes, uh, then... Uh then I would expect that you know, he's a bright enough guy and the coaches are bright enough that they're going to do that, particularly when you look at the teams, as you said, that are, are having success. I mean, the, the fourth lines of some of the best teams in this league are, are playing a significant role. And the players that we uh, added this year, um, you know, some of those guys were playing 15, 17 minutes, and there's no reason why they can't continue doing that in our team.
0: The analytics uh, have been brought up a lot this summer. You guys have made a number of moves to bring in uh, pieces within the organization to utilize those analytics. But I've always had a difficult time finding a way to apply it to the day-to-day coaching. Uh, We've talked about this a lot on this show. Um, You guys are going to have the numbers. They're going to be there for you. But how do you apply the advanced stats and the analytics to coaching?
1: Well, that that's going to be a challenge, and that's you know what some of the people have been brought in here. It's going to be up to them to to help us apply it. Uh, I would agree with you that you know, that it, it can be difficult and it can look difficult uh, to apply to whether it's coaching or or even even managing the team. Uh, one of the the. The reasons that we felt comfortable with uh, with Kyle was he's the first guy. You know, there's this notion that we that we were we had this aversion to analytics, which is isn't true. Um, we've we've used them, uh, we've had them, um, but Kyle really was the first person out of uh, dozens that have come through this office and tried to explain how we we could effectively use them. He was the first person that was able to uh, to show us uh, and and tell us how this can be developed, and is it where it needs to be? I would say no. Um, is, is it, you know, are we going to push as hard as we can to develop it? Yes, and I think he's, you know, he's a, a pretty bright young guy that uh, uh, he's going to have to spend a lot of time with Brendan and myself uh, and the coaching staff and, and help uh, help us understand some of the reports they're generating. But we uh, very comfortable with the direction that, that he's, Headed with it, and I think it's going to be very good for us going forward. How is your relationship with Kyle so far? How's that developed? Very good. He's a he's a very bright young man, and I, the one and the one thing I, I think is unfair to him uh, is that everyone. And again, the analytics is is a big part of of his skill set. But I think one of the reasons why uh, a lot of the other people that came through um, and presented to us over the last several years uh, that they had a difficult time. Um, probably making an impact is that they they didn't understand the game and you know, Kyle's a uh, he's a hockey guy who understands the analytical side of it, not the other way around. And and so he, you know, I w- I would say that's a skill set, but that's not the only thing he can do. He's in a short amount of time, he's had a pretty good impact here
0: with the GM of the Maple Leafs, Dave Nonis. Um, again, FanFest this weekend. I know you're going to be down there. A lot of uh, members of the Maple Leafs, both. Present and future uh, going to be down there. What are you expecting this weekend down at the ACC?
1: I think it's going to be great. Uh, from all indications, uh, you know the the people that are already poking around the building, hoping to get in early, is, is in, they're numerous. Um, you know they've set up uh, a, a lot of great stations there's going to be a lot of access to um, the players and management um, I, I think it's going to be a great weekend and it's a good way to kick off the start of the season like I said you know what we you know we can springboard off of this right into the prospect game and, and uh, sorry the, the prospect camp and and then you're heading into main camp so um, it's a good way to end summer and get going
0: has there been more of an emphasis this offseason with Brendan shanahan coming aboard and all the movements uh, behind the scenes and internally down there at MLSE to make the players more accessible?
1: Well, I think our players are, are as accessible or more accessible than any team in the league. I think that any you, you, anytime you can expand that and you can give the fans more of an opportunity to be with them, you should try to do it. Uh, you know, in terms of, of the charitable events that we participate in, I think our, the number... Um, that we have would stand up against any team, uh, and we need to continue to do that. It's it's a great way for our, for our players to, to spend some time with the fans. Some of the people that obviously are coming aren't season ticket holders. They're, they're fans that come from, from uh, all walks of life and all parts of the province, and, and we're looking forward to getting to see them.
0: Always appreciate you taking time. Enjoy it this weekend. We'll do it again soon.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Dave Nonis, the GM of the Maple Leafs.